The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is... Have you honor? What's up, bitches? What's up, you missing milk carton <laughs> bitches? <laughs> milk, milk carton bitches? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, you know that doesn't happen? It, it literally stopped, I think, in the 90s. I don't know. I don't know when it. it I actually probably, don't know when it stopped. Now it's Amber Alerts, the, right? Well, the kids on the milk cartons probably stopped when the internet really got big, where... Uh, you probably reach more people. people I'm just going to throw this out there. Through probably carton. through the internet than through a milk carton. Because you're kind of banking like, <laughs> boy, I hope people buy a lot of milk to help find this kid. You where know, who, who, you can just send an email to a fuckload of people with their photo instead of going, or boy, I hope, it's, I hope it's a good big cereal month. You know, C- Cell phones. I get yeah. Amber Alerts every time there's been an abduction of a child. Yeah. Like, seriously, it just comes across my phone. Like, I okay, how the fuck do they have my number? They, like, hit the natural re- national registry and just, boom, yeah. there you go, which did is I, awesome. Because I, I don't think they, they don't. They put it on the interstate signs. The signs across 64 yeah. and shit, 95. That's like a big, flashing. that's like a giant milk carton. <laughs> yeah. So, and also, who's buying half gallons of milk to get a carton? I buy gallons. This is plastic jugs. That's who's true. buying the half gallon that, cardboard? That probably also didn't, yeah, yeah help that. <laughs> they still sell them. But who, I don't who think there's the kids on there anymore. Yeah, so. I don't think there's kids yeah. on there anymore. So uh, <laughs> tonight on the chopping block, we're going to be talking about the 2018 film Summer of '84. Now it's funny because we actually talked about this last year, doing an episode on this uh, pre, I think right at the beginning or even pre on the chopping block, just kind of trying to just find a way to cover this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it, it's funny because uh, Effie Hunter brought it up, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, I love that movie. I bought it." Like we had already we had seen it separately because it just seemed interesting, and then kind of came together that we needed to do an episode on this. Yeah, I think it was like actually one of the first ones when I um, renewed my subscription with Shutter that popped up, and mm-hmm. they just got it on Shutter. I was like, "Yeah, I need to check this shit out." I remember you talking about it and watched it last year, and. and Fucking loved it, and it definitely hits the theme of summer. Yeah, showing showing your cards already. It's, it's it's where we're at with this film. So uh, yeah. listen if you want. Uh, please, please listen. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. So I actually came across it because I have a subscription with Vudu. That's where I redeem all my digital copies of my physical copy. Because yes, I still buy physical copies. If we've always said like yes, it's in our collection because we still collect movies. Yeah. Uh, I know it's hard to believe, but we're also old. So we gotta have the hard copy. Every movie I watched earlier today before recording this was a hard copy, by the way. And I fucking loved every second I'm, of it. Look, I'm seeking actually I'm seeking out a movie from the directors of Summer of eighty four that I have yet to find that's of only only available streaming right now for me. And that's Turbo Kid. The people that directed Turbo Kid, their next movie was Summer of eighty four. I have a hard copy. <laughs> of Turbo Kid, quote unquote, hard copy okay. that I bought at a con. Yeah, along with a hard copy of uh, what was that fucking Kung Fu one, Kung Fu Fury. Oh, okay. Remember oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy looks like Ryu. Yeah, Ryu. the Netflix yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I have a hard copy of that. Yeah. So take that for what it is. But yeah, I haven't found like an official release. There was one initially. There was like an actual official, legit release of the film. 
Oh yeah, it's just it hasn't been. Re- I don't think it's, it's been reprinted. It's sold out, and every time I go to look on places, I don't, they have well, I just don't think it's been reprinted. I was gonna say they have different regions. I can get a region coded. Buy a region free fucking Blu-ray player, dude. Yeah, lazy. So for for one fucking movie, by the way, you realize once you have that, you can get so much shit that you haven't been able to get, or because or just you know. go to a con, one or the other, you know. Mm-hmm. But right now it's I think still I have streaming. Two copies of that. No, I did have two copies of both, but I think I bought a copy of each for Groots. Okay. Sure. But yeah. Um, but that's what's crazy is the directors of anybody that that's listening seen Turbo Kid. These are the same people, and they definitely put their kind of stamp on each of their movies and mm-hmm. have this nostalgic feel to it. You know. I will say that uh, any and uh, if you want to says directors because there are three directors who I am not trying to pronounce their names because. Fuck that! <laughs> no disrespect to the directors, uh, just no. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even not even trying it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the only thing of note that I can think of that is directly related to some form of thing connected to this genre would be Turbo Kid because it, it's a more of a dystopian horror where like it's just that human the horror of humanity kind of thing. Well, it just has a know. theme like Turbo Kid has a theme that they're like they're like this is what you know a post apocalyptic movie made in the 80s would look like. And then their next step is let's just make an '80s movie, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and that's really where they come in and shines with Summer of '84. I mean, you start off the main character has a paper route. I work with people that were old enough to be preteen into early teen in the '80s, and they all talk about they had a paper route. Like mm-hmm. it all fits in line with growing up in that early '80s time period, like '84. Now, for me personally, the summer the summer of '84 legitimately. Was when I was born. I was born August of eighty four. So this is like literally about the year <laughs> that yeah. I was born. But what sucks is they made no reference to Ghostbusters. It came out that summer. God damn it! <laughs> oh yeah, well, but they hit on stuff the prior year. They bring up Jedi. They That's bring true. up Gremlins. That is, they bring. They do bring up Gremlins. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So there are things that get brought up. I think the one kind of thing that this movie is trying to be careful of is that it. It does come off as very similar to Stranger Things, and you very can't help so. you can't help it. You've got four young boys that are like trying to like investigate shit, so of course they're like it's going to get comparisons. Yeah. The soundtrack is very eighties synth style. It's definitely more like general generic eighties. Awesome because I love the music when it would play, yeah. but it's de- it's not like Stranger Things eighties where they like. I don't feel like any. I don't know. If, I don't know if, the, if somebody wrote the scores specifically for this movie, or if they found a track that they were able to use, because the music just sounds more generic, like synthwave. Yeah, which is fine. That's, that's shit I put on to fucking clean the house, right? Like I love that shit. It's awesome. So I, I don't know if that's what they were going for with the soundtrack or not, but it de- it's it's definitely you know like I said, the main character's got a, the main ca- one of the four kids has a paper route. That's who's narrated by. Uh, the other kids kind of fall in line to like a a, a particular trope. Like you got the one bad kid who's angry all the time. He wears a leather jacket. Jacket. You, you know, know the obvious nerdy yeah. kid with the glasses. Yeah, and the weird uh, overweight like, short, kid. short 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 shorts. Overweight kid. Yeah, who looks and they joke around like man, like he's like yeah, you look like you're thirty, kid. Like he's driving a car one scene. They're like, yeah, you look like you're thirty. They won't worry about it. And I was just thinking, he does look. He's a big, he's a, he's a big, big motherfucker. Yeah, he's a big dude. But there's also a lot of other just teenage trope things. That I don't think that oh. you realize that. Well, you realize there's things that are happening that I don't think kids are really uh, experiencing in the current current time period. Like, I, for instance, I don't think Parker experienced this. You know, uh, because he just grew up in a different era. Like. 
when they find a magazine with like a nipple shot, it's like fucking <laughs> yeah. the greatest thing ever. Oh, I was just thinking when they're playing uh, Manhunt, the game at night. Oh, yeah, Manhunt. Yeah, I'm all... talking about like the pervy being a young boy thing. Well, I'm just talking about stuff that you you did in the 80s or that you they, there's no way they could do it now. Oh, yeah. And one of those is, here, grab a flashlight and then just go roaming out in the middle of the night and Neighbors play this game. Neighbors are cool. You trampling through yeah. the fucking bushes. You can hide in there. Matter. And it was just, I'm like, yeah, that that wouldn't happen to me. No, hey, no. God, no. Hey, I'm going to go play this game where I hide in the bushes no. with a flashlight what for a while. What are you talking about? A, um, that sounds sketchy, and B, somebody's going to fucking shoot you, all right, if yeah. you're too close to their house, yeah. all right? But I was, you know, so there is that, which, I mean, growing up in the 80s, you know, your your nightlight was the streetlight, and if you came home at the streetlight to eat dinner, and it was like a Friday night or Saturday night, you're like, hey, well, we wanted to go do this, we'll be right over there, like, generally we're allowed to do that. Yeah, like, yeah all right, so cool. You, it's fine. Um, and we turned out okay. Uh, yeah. But no, the big thing was like, just like, you know, nudity and sex and all, and how the intro to that versus like now with cell phones, like, unless you have like a legit hardcore block on the cell phone, these kids are watching like tentacle porn. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's disturbing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's, there's that, it's, it's hard to say this, honestly, but there seems like there's apparently more innocence in the eighties, which is, which is odd because it's the eighties. Right. Right. I, I never thought I'd have those two in a sentence. Um, so the main part, the main thing about the story is kids are missing. Uh, and the, I forget what the main, why the main character ends up thinking about his neighbor. Well, he picks up cause he notices like, you know, he's just going about his day and then, and the, his neighbor, this officer, like, you know, that lives near him. It's like, Hey, you know, I got to pay you for the paper out. It's like, Hey, could you help me move something? Oh, he knows the locked door in the basement. That's yeah. What and he notices, yeah. Bringing down this heavy ass cabinet to this basement. And there's a couple just kind of weird things. And there's like this wall full of just photos. And he's like, yeah, that's my family. He's like, I don't live near any of them. And it's just like this obnoxious, like a fuck ton of photos on this one. Yeah, wall. And that's before they get to, that's before they go in the basement. Yeah. That's like right outside. And, he, of the and basement. that just kind of threw our main character. Like, well then like, yeah, he gets downstairs with that and he sees the locked door. Yeah. But the next thing is he sees one of the kids from the neighborhood in his house. And then when he, he gets disrupted from something, when he looks back, the kid's gone. And then that kid shows up on a milk carton. Yep. And the, so the main premise of this movie, really like the bulk of it, is you get, I mean, you get a lot of feel of the main character, and I would say all the all of the four except for the extremely nerdy one. Yeah, you don't really know shit about him, but the badass with the leather jacket, his family, or his, his family's fucked. Yeah, his parents are fighting. His brother's a fucking asshole. Yeah. and of course, his, you knew his brother. His brother, like his older brother, drives a Trans Am, <laughs> and like every time you you see him throughout the movie, he just looks like character the kids and just flicks them off. Just like fuck you, yeah. Like, he gets this yeah. Trans Am. So it's his like parents uh, are assholes. Imagine, uh, imagine another character similar to uh, Kiefer uh, Sutherland is like Stand by Me. Exactly. So it's yeah. like Ace Merrill, but. But an 80s world, version right? with the Trans Am, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Go it's fuck a- yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was gonna, I was gonna say though, this is probably the like this is more of a thriller than a horror movie. So I feel like this is kind of our first. It's like you label not- it as like a horror slash. So horror came first slash thriller, which I thought was weird. I would think it would lean. It leans much more to the thriller as a horror movie, like there's the gore aspect that you get little of, but when yeah. it happens, it's pretty fucking gory. I yeah. don't know. Maybe the maybe the uh, concept maybe yeah. the, the maybe the it's labeled as horror because the idea of someone taking kids not just not like just killing them right away but like keeping them yeah but and if, starving them and if you know. it wasn't for how well things like the how the plot goes and how the characters I mean I feel like if we're just basing off of 
quote quote kills, it wouldn't rank that high for us. No, it wouldn't. So it does a good job of the being that part of the thriller where it's the build up and like just kind of like I almost would compare this to almost some like Fright Night, but instead of the vampire next door, mm-hmm. you got the serial killer next door. Because the vampire next door totally makes it a horror movie. Because yeah. it's a vampire. Right. I get what and you're th- saying. And this one, it's just like, of course, our main character is trying to convince his parents. And of course, and and just when they're like, aha, we found this. And then something comes up that goes, oh, actually, no, that's not it. And the movie does a good job of making you think, is this kid just bored? It's the summer, reading into too much shit. And so he's trying, like, you know, this is a summer activity. Like, we're all going to figure out that, you know, my neighbor is a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's so it almost the other characters treat him like, you know, they make they pick on him about, oh, you're always doing conspiracy shit and stuff like that. And this is just another one of his, like, I'm bored. Let me, you know, figure out if my neighbor is a serial killer. Yeah. And so I like that, that, that kind of, it throws you off. And it, no, I appreciate it does. that. But you know what's crazy is I never doubted the kid. Oh, yeah. Like, and I don't know if it was just because it, it, it all right, so this is very, this is shot very well, like, and acted very well because there are scenes like when, uh, I, I forget the, uh, the character's self name, but Harry Crane, uh, is the character who, who ends up being the civil killer. He's a police officer in Cape May, somewhere or other. It's not New Jersey, it's like somewhere else. But Rich Summer plays him. And the only thing else I know Rich Summer from was Mad Men. Mad Men, yeah, yeah. He he and, shows up in a bunch of kind of small roles, but like he showing was, his acting chops in this was like I was not expecting that from him. He was, he was he was really good, especially at the end when he's like in his face, like being crazy as fuck. There's a couple like, of different scenes because he plays kind of that dopey neighbor. He's like, oh geez, you know, like uh, I feel like that's a true sociopath. You come across and, as like that, but there's you know. a scene, and it's almost not even really that important scene, but. He's sitting on his front yard, and he's like, "Come on, kids!" And he has a cooler, and he has all the kids come. I was up. gonna bring that up. But and then, when then he looks at the kids, and after then that, you see, and he's like smiling. He's like, yeah. "There you go. Here's a refresher." And as they walk away, his face just drops, goes, dude. And it goes to this like place of evil. Yeah. And this is before the reveal, and you're almost like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Is our is our main dude right? And this guy is fucked up, or is it just we're now reading into? No, dude. Like the way that Summer dropped his face for that as soon as they all turned around and ran so back good. in the street. It was so fucking evil. God damn, man. That was like if that didn't make, if that didn't give you like chills and make you feel slimy. <laughs> like, oh, it was so good. So, so that 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 actually add, that the the casting added a lot to it. Oh, for who they had, you know, and just because it's a summer movie, gotta have summer loving. Oh yeah, yeah. You forgot. Yeah. We, there's that girl Nikki that, yeah. of course, our main dude is all oh, about. But she's also dealing with her own shit. Yeah, you know, her parents are getting a divorce. But just so. like every '80s movie, his house is across this area, and what does he have? The the you know binoculars checking out a room. Like George McFly. Yeah, except not in a tree. But then, actually, <laughs> I'll uh, almost turn into the burbs. Then he's like. Oh yeah, let me also scope out my neighbor with the binoculars. Well, hold on, this move, this whole movie screams Disturbia. Oh, Disturbia, the, the Burbs, the Burbs, the yeah, Fright like, Night. It's it one of those all that. suburban like, um, is my neighbor fucked up? Is the best way. And I think the I think the one thing that makes it stand apart is that it does scream that, but the one thing it brings in is it brings in how every just because you live in suburbia, which means you're it, 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 that generally is an automatic means you're you're financially okay, right? you know? 
it, but it shows how everyone's family's fucked up. Like the big dude's mom's a fucking drunk. Oh like, yeah. Like you so said, the badass <laughs> dude's only a badass because like he's hiding the fact that he's fucking depressed and his parents are screaming and throwing at each other. You yeah. know, like I said, such you never really figured out what was going on with the nerdy dude, the nerdy one of the bunch. Yeah. And really, the main character's family's not fucked up. No, no, no. And that's that's the thing no. though is because they're not fucked up. They're just trying to figure out what's wrong with him because yeah. after a while it becomes almost this obsession. Like, yeah. look, look, you know, he's something's going on with my our, this neighbor, and he keeps trying to prove it to his parents, and they're like, may, they literally make him go over to his house and apologize. Yeah. Wait, and then he shows up and say, "Hey, the neighbor's like, hey, we're cool, right? Like, who goes oh, up to a kid man. and says, hey, we're cool? Oh, that was and that scene. What do, is what do you him. say?" The, the, the neighbor always throws out these little one-liners. Like, I don't know if you caught it at the end of that scene when he leaves. He's like, hey, uh, see what I can do about getting you out of this house. I'm like, oh, you dirty fucker, I know. man. There's oh, little dude. fucky moments. But oh. that part when his parents take him over there and then he shows up back at that the kid's house, there's, a, yeah, definitely, like you were kind of comparing it to Disturbia. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind yeah. of element of like, I'm starting to figure out you know more than you're letting on and I'm now, like he you're, called in, his house. you're now- on my radar. You weren't on my radar, but now no, you are. you've brought enough attention and your dumbass parents, because, you know, he's like, there's blood on this. He's like, oh, yeah, that, you know, I had my nephew helping out. He cut yeah, his hand. Oh, it was a yeah, yeah, yeah. hand nosebleed or something like that. Yeah. He was like, yeah, that's that's weird. But yeah, I don't, why, did you break into my girl, you know, my, my oh, shed too? So you broke too? into my shed too. Okay. Yeah. And so, then it gets the kid in more trouble. Dude, Not that the parents go, that's blood on that rag. You're true sociopath. Like he was he legit played off a true sociopath. But right? here's the thing, he's also a cop. Yeah. So on top of everything else, he knows the game, right? He he's knows He's the goofy neighbor and he's a cop. So they're like, well, he couldn't be a serial killer. Let's look, you know, like they notice that in different air counties in the area, kids are missing, but nothing's ever traced back to him. And this movie fuck does it hit a stride on the third act that yeah. third act because up to the point it's building and it's building and it's Dude, building he's hiding in his and you best think friends like he's hiding in the house in the attic like yeah because they're like you know they finally they break into the neighbor's house finally with his so the main character's dad works for a news uh, network and so he's he's the he's the video guy so he has all this video equipment and camcorders by the way they're giant because it's the 80s yeah, it's the 80s it's <laughs> one of those huge fucking cameras you can't just sneak around with <laughs> but it's so funny when they try to sneak with it because remember they're running across the street and it's like there's this giant camera yeah. dude you're not hiding it stop it so they break in the house for the final break in scene you know because they've done it a couple times like which, once before summer love and nikki pops right pops up right which is hey, great what you guys doing every guys time doing? she shows up half the time or i'd say yeah almost every other time she shows up it's her jumping out scaring the fuck out of our main characters which like is oh i didn't know it was y'all like yeah like yeah, you clearly, did. yeah it was fucking hilarious so they break in they end up going downstairs going to the room that he knew was had a padlock on it breaking into that room and then seeing like a bed. It's like this weird childlike. What well, was like a dark room too? Like, well, this was a dark room, and then there was like all this like childlike, S like Law and Order SVU shit. Down oh there. yeah, like it was creepy and just pervy as fuck. But because you, you see know? all these weird fucking photos in the dark room, and that's when you turn, and then you see this kid tied up. Well, there was. Well, remember the, in that room there was a bed. Yeah, yeah. there was a dresser. There was all this child shit there too. And then you see the well, no, you didn't. No, they, the, the kid tied up was later. They they go to the tub. Oh yeah, that's right. And they open the tub up, and there's this decomposing body in there. Yep. And then when they run from that, a kid grabs her ankle because he was like the next victim. 
is could you imagine the smell in there by the way yeah oh god oh so they grab that kid they go upstairs and this is one of my favorite parts of this movie and it's just simple but our main dude he looks at the wall again and then he starts to put two and two together after doing some research all the photos on his wall of quote quote this dude's family it's all of his victims because every serial killer trophies yep and that was his trophy section yep and it was, and it was so right out there in the open. Sight. And literally, our main dude sees a photo of him and his parents on this dude's I'm wall. Next. I'm and he's next. like, I'm next. That moment was so fucking cool. Dude, uh, that, because they also used the Jaws effect. Yep. It panned out yep. to show the wall, and his head stood still. It had that jaw. It and, used that scene from Jaws. In the beginning of the movie, you see that he's looking at a few photos. It's not until you get the camera view of behind him and you look, and it's a wall, and there's like 30 plus photo framed photos on that wall. And they're and, and they, all all have his his victims. And later in the movie, you really you you see the ones that I uh, feel like that weren't like on that number for that particular town because he's using this island and there's all these bodies, yeah, bones. So if you're if you're at the bone level, you've been there a minute. Well, and so, that's what I'm saying is he's know. hitting the counties around there. That's yeah. what I'm saying. There's like thirty plus frames he's on that wall. Fucking up some shit, yeah. dude. He, and nobody's yeah. like, I guess he doesn't get that many visitors. Be like, wow, you got a huge fucking extended family like see i now see that that i I get it though because if i were to have a picture of all my extended family like in their individual family uh it would be pretty big yeah so some people have some people have families that big and he just he just leaves it right there it's his trophy out there in the open to show off you know so like he can stand back there by the beginning of the movie carrying this thing down to the basement and Every, I bet every time someone walks by that, he gets like a fucking chubby. Oh, yeah. Just because like no one notices that shit. All the missing kids are up there. But this is where, yeah, third act. So our main dude, he was right. This guy is a fucking serial killer. He fu- they, they make it to the police station. They show the, the footage. So like, here's everything. Like, and literally, this dude. the police captain's kid was the last kid that was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, let's go get this fucker. Of course, dude's not there. You almost feel like, okay. And that was pretty exciting. You know, our main dude, kid and his friend are now sleeping over, and you're like, wow, that was, you know, end of the movie. Nope. <laughs> no, it just... And that's where this movie goes uh, a whole other level. Like, I'm sorry, like, I guess it's just, is it just me? But if, like, I knew there, like, my son just turned into a serial killer, I'd want them to check my house. Like Some every, kind of security? Every part of my house. Hey, can we have an officer stay in the front? No, no, no. I want you to walk through... My entire house. Yeah. Pop in the crawl space. I don't give a fuck. My taxes pay for your salary. Please. Please. If I have to go there, I will. I'll be like, look, dude, <laughs> crawl through my fucking crawl space. C- crazy motherfuckers don't care where they're hiding at. Yep. And like, this motherfucker hid in the attic. And I'm like, God damn it. I know. God damn it. <laughs> and he shows up and then he grabs both uh, our- he Takes him to where he takes make it, the bodies. And he takes him to the island. Ugh. And now he doesn't have to pretend. Now he is sadistic oh, dude, ass. It's, it turns into reindeer games in that bitch, man. Like he's like, here we go. You wanted to play games, yeah. And he's like, Mackie. That's just, his name. I was trying to remember his name, but yeah, yeah I said, uh, yeah. Oh, was it, was it Mackie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like pretty much, you know that for like he doesn't have to pretend anymore. So he is. Like, oh, I'm gonna kill the few ruined years of all this shit. I'm gonna mm-hmm. kill the fuck out of you. Yeah, he sets them loose and they run through the woods. And he does like, he stab his foot or what's well, he, he he cuts he he gets up to the main character, cuts stabs his foot, 
I forget how they got separated, but the big kid ends up going back towards the cop, cop car, bar, yeah, and he gets fucking murdered, oh, like man. brutally. And that because that was a slow. I cut was scene. not expecting. Yeah, we see our our Mackie. He he grabs the big kid, and do that kid it always just like, and it crushes you because he takes and just slashes his throat. He's like, "You're dead now." Yeah, and he leaves. Our main dude, like it's you know what he's like. This is all your fault. Well, he leaves him and you says, "You killed like, your friend. Killing you is too easy. I want you to think about me every set. You've been thinking about me a lot. I want you to think about me every day. Just wondering when I'm going to come for you. Yeah, because one day I will come for you, but you will not know when it is. I like. I'm like, oh, that's fucking terrible. That's terrible. And, and it, it shows the effects. I mean, yeah. yeah, he finally gets rescued, and you see, like now. Every, he's fucking paranoid as shit as you should be since a serial killer who kidnapped you pretty easy after everybody in town was trying to find this person takes you to an island murders your fucking friend and says I'll be seeing ya that's not cool beans bro <laughs> not cool and the thing is like the 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 way they wrap it up is like he's back on his paper route you know his because he, he got cut like around the like I guess the Achilles or a little bit higher so he's got like this boot on um, but like it shows him go by his friends. I don't so they don't really go into what happened to the friend group after that. It shows they the other probably does bad, man. One of the shows fucking murdered. It showed the other two being together though. Yeah. The nerdy one and the badass her, you know. But not with him. Now, I don't know if it was because he was on his paper route when he saw him or what, because if two of them are still hanging out, you would think that you know what I mean? They might in a weird way, they might hold him responsible because you know he's the one that started I mean, he is the one that started all this shit. Yeah. You know, he, wouldn't let it go. You know, he involved that, all of them. But minute. if they, but then that shows the teenage thinking because what they don't realize is the fact that they all probably would have been dead if he had kept being able to kill. He probably would have killed one of them at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's four kids in his neighbor. I mean, like, it's, he probably would have killed them all eventually. Well, the the only exception though is that it came across that I don't know if that would have been too close to home. You know, most of the kids he, wasn't he was grabbing, close to home, yeah. he was grabbing kids from different counties, but except for the police chief's son. So, but still. You know, it sounds At least like you didn't live in his cul-de-sac, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know? I think that would be too close to yeah. like you're gonna get suspicious because they're gonna have to ask every single person. You see anything? Like, hey, can we just check out your house? Oh yeah, this basement, and then bam, you're There's fucking busted. What's, what's behind the padlock? I don't know. I'll get a warrant. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh fuck. Yeah. So yeah, I think they were actually safe, and uh, our main dude kind of, you know, Fucked highlighted them until yeah. he murdered one of them. So, so I, that's kind of what I thought. And then, you know, he passes Nikki because her pants, you know, they're moving. Yeah. So, like, his whole world kind of got rocked from that. But that's pretty much how it ends. You never really know. It's not a no, happy ending. No. Like, as as upbeat as a good portion of this movie is, that third act is hardcore and a Dude, fucking downer. If I was and that that's kid, the thing is that it kind of hits you and smacks you in the face of reality. Because we're like, let's stop the serial killer. It's like a very, like, upbeat, like, yeah, we can do it. The reality that this dude is actually a serial killer and you have brought attention to yourself happens in the third act where it's like, oh, wait, no, no, this is a bad thing because now literally, yeah, you're a quote, quote, hero, but you also now centered yourself target-wise. The the serial killer is coming after you the rest of your fucking life. My thing is, like, at that point, if I was him, I'd go, like, full-on, like, Laurie Strode yeah, and be like, um, oh, I got. Oh, you, if they ever do like the a summer the, a sequel, of a yeah. summer of twenty oh five or four or something yeah. like that, and it's literally like, just him just and this movie is... trapped house. <laughs> yeah, because like fuck that, no, no. They should be, do a be... sequel to this. That they would be should. awesome. 
Dude, there'd be so many guns in my house. <laughs> like, I'd have a hidden compartment in like every room. Yeah. Minimum. Like, so no, this movie definitely passed the shocking block. It's not rated very high, but I enjoy it. I enjoyed rewatching it. Uh, I don't. I don't know why it's not rated so high because it's a slow burn, suspense, mystery, horror, mystery, thriller is kind of where I'd put it at. I think it's because I mean the way I saw it was on Shutter. It's definitely if you're going into Shutter, going all right, let's see some fucked up shit. This it's is not, not really a fucked up shit kind of movie. It's a thriller. It has a couple kills in it, but it's more about the build up. And I feel like a lot of people going on Shutter want more gore, more kills. But there's so much of just the just like a good suspense but story. But compared that shows to most Shutter. of the other stuff on Shutter, I think it, it's just it's not it's in its own category, and I think that's kind of where people might have been expecting more you know honestly the title says summer of 84 and it's and kind of bloody fawn and stuff like that it almost sets you up to think it, it might be kind of more hardcore than it is but who are these people that are watching it and then going oh well uh, i don't see any awesome kills so fuck this movie no i i think yeah, i feel like i feel like people like, actually look, watch it look, if like... there's somebody who's like goddamn fucking no kills i don't like it it's it's gonna be usually us because yeah. we're, we're very impatient sometimes but the story but this movie the story yeah yeah it definitely it makes up for lack uh, you know quote-unquote lack thereof of, of kills because it's i don't know man it's fucking creepy yeah that this movie what, what it lacks in fucking kills it makes up for in creep factor yeah like the suspense in this shit it will give you a goddamn panic look, attack. We do so many movies like that are just like, oh, this kill happened, this kill happened. It's nice every once in a while to just kind of step back, watch a good fucking thriller, nostalgic eight eighties thriller, have fun with I it. I enjoy the shit out of that stuff. Yeah. Like I enjoy this movie a lot. Um and I think this again, this uh, we've we've talked about this previously on, on the shopping block. Uh this would be a good intro to horror esque elements for somebody yeah because is that low key enough where it's more like it's, it's so it, it's it's like in the vein of the og 78 halloween with a couple less kills but actually more blood because the og halloween had like barely any blood but this has like that one particular scene is a bathtub full of blood and shit and yeah all this nasty stuff so more blood than the og halloween but less kills but the suspense level that level of suspense so those that's really another good, good intro to horror movie because it gets you it gets you used to that anxiety feeling that you get yeah. from a solid horror movie like even the gory ones we talk about a lot of those still have anxiety parts like i, I rewatched a couple today uh and i was like oh fuck me <laughs> like you know so no solid film uh i said i know it passes for me i'm assuming hunter it passed for it me passes, yeah yeah like we both love it so definitely. i didn't realize till i watched it that second time before this recording just how strong it is because yeah. I was a little worried knowing how the ending goes that I would be a little impatient and be like, uh, you know, the sometimes you watch it. so good. It was just... the pacing so good and it's so upbeat to that third part that I love how it's like, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to save oh, the town. Got dark as oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. And my friend's dead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I oh, like shit. that drop down and it just throws you off, you know? So, uh, hey. Let us know what you think of this film if you've already watched it or if you watch it because you listen to this episode. Hit us up at lowdownbrown.gui.gmail.com. We love the feedback. Uh, we love turning people on to new stuff or having people that are in the same mindset of the film as we are. Yeah. We just want to hear the you know hear the feedback. The, let's us know if we're off base or not. If we're thinking about this movie differently. Yeah, you than, guys are like, fucking wrong. Yeah. What a bunch <laughs> <Yeah>. of assholes. <laughs> Which, I mean. Fuck you, Hunter. We've been called. It, yeah, you're used to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and as always, go to com. 
hit up our link, our Amazon link. You just click on the link and shop through Amazon like normal. We just get a little kickback, help with this podcast shit because it ain't free. And then the link next to that, you click on T Public. That's where all our merch is for all the shows under the network. Flagship through all the other shows. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's tons of stuff, tons of bunch of shit, yeah, bunch that's... of shit to get it on. Tapestries, notebooks, fucking tote bags, shirts, hoodies, little baby onesies, little onesies, yeah. yeah, tons of shit. And why uh, you're on Check out all the other shows under the network. Uh, there is something for everybody. We we literally run the gamut, all nerd centric, but everyone is specifically different to just give you that variety. And uh, until we talk to you again, embrace the madness. Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.